Hello and welcome to the week eight preview for the for the NFL season from first and ten. I'm Ollie and I'm joined this week by Dave. Dave, how are you doing, mate? Fine, yeah, it's uh, good to be back. I haven't done one of these first shows in a while now. It's, um... Yeah, it's nice to have you on. It's yeah. normally just me and Ross, but uh, I've switched my dance partner for this week. <laughs> I think the season started out us two, didn't it? Then uh, then Ross took over for me on weeks when I like when Ross came back. I wasn't here for whatever reason, and then uh, one day we'll have all three of us on the show. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Building to it. It's a season finale. <laughs> so we'll start off this week with the only game between two winning teams. Uh, it's the Giants at the Seahawks in Seattle. I, I've personally backed my boys on this one. I'm taking the Giants. Um, who have just traded away Kadarius Tony for a conditional third round pick and a sixth round pick. Um Dave, what's your outside perspective on the trade? Uh, it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? But, I mean, from the Giants' point of view, they weren't using him anyway, were they? So, I mean, it's not a bad return if for someone who had every chance of being cut in the not-too-distant future, I would guess. But, I mean, it, it looks like he's got all the talent, doesn't he? Um, it's just whether that ever comes together. And I think we've seen before with players like this, a sort of struggle early on for, I don't know, off the field's the right way of putting it, but, you know, he just doesn't seem to quite have that thing that he needs. It's not often that all of a sudden they come good, is it? And uh, it might be that a third and a sixth looks pretty good in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly frustrating because there seems to be a lot of shades of Odell Beckham Jr., in this one, and especially when it's you know not so far away, incredibly talented wide receiver has a couple of injury problems and also some serious, um, I guess personality clashes with management. Um, it's it's one of those like because obviously the Giants fans have already started dunking on him and like you know talk about how bad he is. And he's also come out and talked about how he's how he's apparently not hurt anymore, and it's it's a really strange relationship that he seems to have with Dayball. Um, I guess this that is the thing is like if you're able to get a third and sixth out of a player who the entire league knows you don't want on your team, um, then I guess that's a pretty good deal. At the same time, I think he's much more talented than that. Um, and I think if he had managed to get together a good run, because this is the thing, it's only his second year, and I know he has been injured a lot, but we haven't really, like, you know, he needs to get a chance to run the team at least, and he's always playing hard, sort of half coming back from injury. I I am kind of rooting for him on the Chiefs. Obviously, the relationship really fell apart between him and Dayball, and Dayball is now my best friend. Um so there, there is a complicated relationship there, um, but yeah, I, I, I do hope he does well in Kansas City, and hopefully the Giants go out and get a wide receiver of their own relatively soon. Yeah, and um, I saw some, I saw some tweet earlier saying that it's sort of like a big downgrade for Daniel Jones and all this stuff, but like, I mean, he wasn't part of the offense, was he? So I don't think this yeah. really affects the Giants too much. I mean. I think, yeah, I, I think it's a win for the Giants. Really, overall, what could be one of them? One of them trades where both sides probably come out of it good overall, couldn't it? Um, yeah, and then I, I mean, this is the thing is like he wasn't part of the offense really, so you can't really talk about. It. Even though he might have been the best receiver on the team, that it, like he wasn't, he was he wasn't a part of the offense. Dayball didn't seem like him. He didn't seem to like Dayball. So whatever's happened there. We'll never know, I guess. But um, yeah, this like a lot of talk about you know how we sort of traded down and passed on Micah Parsons for Tony, and uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like with the draft, sort of looking back on it, there's so many teams that you could say, oh, why didn't they take that player? So. I'm not going to try not to try not to do too much of that. Um, look ahead to the Seahawks this weekend, who are playing really well. When everyone sort of had them written off, being in a tough division, everyone thought you know that 
Geno Smith's the quarterback, he's not going to do anything. And they've looked really good. They're at home. They could def- they've definitely got a very good chance of winning this, haven't they? Yeah, definitely do. And I, it's, it's a tough, really tough game to call. Um, so in our picks league, I've gone for the Seahawks, but I don't feel confident about it. But, but I think both of these teams are ones that everyone's sort of expecting to fall off at some stage. And when they just keep plugging along, don't they? They keep keep doing well, keep doing what they're doing. And oh, there's no reason that either team can't carry on and I'm not saying necessarily even win the divisions, but, you know, be there in the running for at least for a wild card spot. But yeah, the Seahawks look good. And I mean, I think they're doing what Pete wants them to do. And yeah, I mean, they've got lots of talent out there. Um, so I don't know if a Metcalf's going to be playing or not, is he? I haven't actually seen that news much this week since uh, Pete had that injury last week. But um, yeah, I'm, I mean, that Metcalf, the Metcalf injury could be the thing that swings me towards the Giants, to be honest. But uh, yeah, this is, this is a, a very interesting game. And I think probably could tell us a lot about where both these teams actually are. Yeah, so Metcalf is currently listed as questionable and he did miss... Uh, it's probably going to be a game time decision, I'd assume. But yeah, this is the thing: is like those. He is he is definitely their what their best player, but also he hasn't really shown a lot this season. Like you going into the season, it was how are they going to get DK Metcalf the ball, and they haven't really given it to him, and they've been playing really well, just running it, you know, into the ground, and. Uh, Kenneth Walker having himself a rookie season. Uh, I mean, very much looking like he uh, could challenge for a spot with Saquon Barkley where he's on the other side this weekend. Um, but yeah, they 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 look really good, the Seahawks, especially defensively. It should be a tough game, especially given the Giants' closest game of the season has just been against the Jaguars. Um, having beaten the Ravens and uh, you know relatively closely, sorry, relatively comfortably. Um, yeah, this is almost guaranteed to go to overtime, so I can't wait for that. Um, Before we move on for this to... game, quick. I mean, we did the power rankings earlier, and you were the only person not to have Barkley. I think. I mean, how, how do you, how do you fit Daniel Jones in your MVP rankings and not Barkley? Just need to um, ask you that before we moved. <laughs> okay, so. I would say that Daniel Jones uh, is a tough one. So Saquon is having an amazing season, obviously, and he is very much the key to that offense. But at the same time, I think Daniel Jones, he just looks so much more clutch and he's making those right decisions in the game when he drives. I, I'll admit it's probably a bit, a bit, a bit harsh for me to have left Saquon off. Um, but at the same time, I think Jones has been amazing. Um, I've probably that probably is a little bit high. I did have him fifth in my MVP rankings, but you Sorry. know what? I mean, Ross had Gino in there if it helps. Yeah, exactly. So no, I don't. That's the thing. Once you get start getting to that five spot, I think you're allowed to uh, claim a little bit of bias and go for the home. But yeah, I. I, I, you know, he's had a great season. He's he's top of the, you know, all the quarterback stats, sort of charts and all that. Um, yeah, and he looks, really, he looks really good. Like he just looks so much more confident. I don't know, maybe, maybe he's deceiving me, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Oh, yeah, I, I just wondered. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. Oh, when, when they come through, I thought, oh, I thought you'd definitely have Saquon, and then yeah, it was Daniel Jones. But everyone else had Saquon basically. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I I didn't go for a single running back is the thing. They were all quarterbacks, so I guess that's sort of part of it. But uh, and that's the thing, like a lot of the star quarterbacks in the league right now, are not having not having great seasons. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. There's uh, a lot of struggling going on. Daniel Jones isn't one of those, though. Absolutely, he's having the time of his life. Um, another one that so one of those struggling quarterbacks, uh, Tom Brady, will be playing at home tonight for the Thursday night game. Um he's hosting the Ravens. I I've firstly gone with the Ravens here. I think despite their sort of shakiness towards the end of games here, I just think they've got too much of the Bucks who 
just got absolutely battered by the Panthers. And I just don't see I think I think if the Bucks do sort of claw it back towards the end, I feel like the Ravens will have put up enough points to have made it comfortable at least. Yeah, I mean I have picked the Bucks just before we get there. Uh, I mean I just I just thought last week if Mike Evans doesn't drop that made that well, it was awful, wasn't that drop? If uh there's a couple of other plays where if the receivers just make a catch, they'd they had lots of chances in that first half and then second half it just got away from a bit. But if it, to me it felt a lot like one of them games where just a couple of things happen and it looks very different. But I mean, yeah, I'd I just still trust the Bucks to get it right in the end. I think last week was just a weird game that happens sometimes and I mean I personally don't trust the Ravens and um, we've seen it so often where they get ahead and blow leads and they just can't put teams away and I think a team like the Buccaneers will punish you where maybe some of the other teams haven't of late or well some of them have to be fair but you know like like the Giants game they let you back in didn't they and uh yeah it's I don't I, yeah I just don't really trust the uh the Ravens but I, I would surprise me if uh I'm getting a bit of a sort of lone pick here. I don't know what the other people have picked so far. Uh, Asher's picked Baltimore looking through. I don't know if we've got Ross's picks in there, but it's I, it wouldn't surprise me if I'm the only one on the Buccaneers, but for me, I, I just I just trust them more than the Ravens despite some bad play of late. But yeah, I think I think they'll get it right and yeah, I'm just not convinced by the Eagles, especially on a first night football which sort of favours the home team anyway. Um yeah, give me the give me the home team and uh Tom Brady, I'll always trust in Tom. Fair enough. Yeah, it's uh, definitely weird to see the number one run defense get torn to shreds by Deontay Foreman and Tuba Hubbard. It's uh, <laughs> interesting yeah. stuff going on down there in Tampa Bay, not just yeah. uh, on the offense. Yeah, it felt like one of them games Bill's just wanted to write off, doesn't it? Like it's uh, yeah, such a bizarre outcome that I just can't take too much from it. Yeah, fair enough. It's one off. Um, Packers at the Bills next. Um, this game at the start of the season you'd think would be a marquee game. But, I mean, the Bills should really be winning this quite easily given the Packers' form, right? You'd think so, wouldn't you? But, I mean, the, to me, the Bills are just a bit of a, a juggernaut, really. I'd pick them pretty much any week unless something weird happened with injuries and... I mean, the Giants aren't really... I'm sorry, the, the Packers aren't really the team to uh, that you'd think are going to take them down. But, I mean, I guess you just never quite know with uh, with Aaron Rodgers. But they just look... I just beaten, don't they? They just look so a bit hopeless. Um, well, they just look like a bad team. I think that's what it boils down to. If you took the names... Uh, if, you took, if, you, if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, you wouldn't be... If his name wasn't Rodgers, sorry, you wouldn't be thinking, oh, this is... A, what... A, He's won the last two MVPs and what four overall, five overall. He just doesn't look like that player at all. And I know they've lost Adams, but I don't, I don't know. It's weird. He just doesn't. Something's not right there. And yeah, the Bills just look like they should absolutely destroy them, don't they? Um, yeah, I don't really see a way the Packers win this unless it's just a weird game where there's some sort of turnovers from the Bills that we don't expect, and you know, just. One of them strange games. Obviously, any team can beat any team, and the Packers have still got Rodgers. But yeah, for me, this is Bills win and probably quite easy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hopefully, Packers can make this close at least. Um, it is a strange one. Like, obviously, Dante Adams would be a massive loss to any team, but you think with Aaron Rodgers still there, Matt Lafleur still there, both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon still there. There would be, you know, this sort of at least level of consistency where they'd be able to at least, you know, sort of get some of their, you know, previous success and carry that forward. Um, and this is the thing, like, you just sort of expect them to figure it out, but they're taking their time if they're going to do it. Um, yeah, it's a very strange team at the moment, the Packers. Um, it, they, it's one of those where as much. You enjoy Aaron Rodgers losing, but at the same time, you sort of do enjoy watching him play well. So, in that respect, at least, hopefully they get a pair from But at the same time, I will be enjoying it until they do. Um, Pats at the Jets next. Um, 
Dave, you feeling confident for this one after last week? It it does feel like a game where the Patriots bounce back. I don't think we see too many times in Belichick's career where his teams haven't bounced back from games like that, and that does give me confidence. But I mean, the way this quarterback situation is being handled is not um, not ideal. Is probably putting it kindly. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm on record plenty of times saying that I'm not the biggest Mac Jones fan in the world, and um, I do like Zappy. I think there's something about him that just I don't know. It feels like there's more of a higher ceiling, I guess. Um, my my problem with Mac has always been that there's there's a very definite ceiling, and it feels a lot like the Bengals in those Andy Dalton years, where no matter what team you put around him, I'm just not convinced that he's ever quite going to have enough to really get you where you need to go. And for me, that that was my big issue with drafting him at the time. I felt like his ceiling was very limited and. Zappy just feels like he has got a bit more of a higher ceiling. I think he's definitely got a lower floor. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. But just even even the other night, you just saw him come in. I know I know the second half was very good, but straight away, two touchdown drives. It just looks electric. The fans are obviously massively involved. But I do feel bad for Mac Jones, despite not being his biggest fan, because I mean he's what first round pick. He's I mean, led us to the playoffs last year. I don't think he's incredible, but he's, he's not done a bad job. And the fans of each other like that, it was a bit uh, a bit harsh to me. But yeah, that, that sort of situation hanging around in a game never fills me with confidence. Like for any team, I don't think I'd feel too confident if there was that sort of issues with a quarterback. So it being my team doesn't fill me with joy. But yeah, I think I, I think we'll bounce back. I think the I think the defense will probably destroy uh, Zach Wilson. It wouldn't surprise me if you saw a few picks in this game and, you know, the defence maybe scoring a touchdown or two and that being really the difference between it because, yeah, I'm not 100% convinced by how it's been handled, but, um, yeah, it's... For me, it's a, it's a Patriots win. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I'm taking the Jets here. Um, it is a weird one, the Mac Jones quarterback situation. You know, you'd think... Dirty little cheat, a cheat like him. The uh, Patriots fans would have taken him to, to him like a duck to water, but uh, clearly it's not not quite enough for them. Um, Jets are looking pretty good here. Um, Zach Wilson hasn't necessarily been the guy they've hoped he would be uh, just yet, but the running game is going really well. Obviously, massive loss in Brees Hall. Um, hopefully, James Robinson can pick up the slack there. I I I'm really enjoying this this Jets team. You know they're really young, really fun team to watch. Even they even though they haven't got the best quarterback necessarily, um, reminded me a lot of the 2017 Jaguars at the moment. Um, and I, I love that team as well. Um, but yeah, like you know, fun to watch and uh, can't wait to bat you on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, th- this would be a. Uh... An indication of how far we've fallen if uh, we do lose to the Jets. I think we're playing again in like three weeks' time as well. So, imagine back to back losses to the Jets. Oh God, that'd be uh, that'd be depressing. But yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just one of them weird games where it has got the feeling of of one where something weird could happen. But oh, I really hope it doesn't. Yeah, I was talking with uh, Ash on the review show. Um, the the kind of the idea of a three team AFC East playoffs, uh, the three teams from the AFC East and the playoffs, and none of them being the Patriots is quite exciting. And uh, they're generally looking like they could do that. The Jets are definitely on the up, yeah. I mean, but that, that's sort of how I felt coming the season, no matter what happened. I feel, I feel like the Jets had a really good draft and they sort of played out that way, and all of the other teams were on the rise, and the Patriots are just going the other way, and it's just not the nicest feeling in the world. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Zappy can turn it around. Zappy can lead us to the promised land again. And uh, I'm sure he can. For a few... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> awful. I apologise. Um, moving on to the Cardinal Vikings. Um, I, I'm hoping for quite a lot from this game, to be honest. Um, the Cardinals, they've got a really nice offence on paper. And this is the problem. Is that it's very much on paper. Um, the defense was 
very much um, the leader against the Saints last Thursday. I I really like this team. I, I, I want to see them do well, especially with DeAndre Hopkins back. I think they could be fun to watch. Obviously, the Vikings already are fun to watch. Um, you know, just, just Justin Jefferson on his own is a walking highlight reel. Um, have you, what are your expectations going into this game, Dave? The Vikings feel, to me, even more than the Giants, a team that probably isn't quite as good as their record suggests. I think they've had some struggles in games. They've managed to win close ones, but maybe that is just a sign that they are a good team because you need to win when you're not necessarily playing the best. But, I mean, the Cardinals, is just so hard to trust, isn't it? And, I mean, getting Hopkins back is obviously massive. But And, and Kingsbury has an incredible record as an underdog. Um I'm not, I don't think he's a particularly great coach, but his record as an underdog is insane. I think he's like, at least covered the spread, something like 70 something percent of the time as an underdog, which is obviously unbelievable. But I mean, I think, I think in Minnesota, I think this is a Vikings win, but it really wouldn't surprise me if uh, the Cardinals find a way to win this. And I guess that sort of puts them back in the running in the uh, NSC if they did. Yeah, I've gone for the Vikings as well here. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, the NFC is right there for the taking. If the Cardinals can get a win here, they're definitely back in contention, especially you know when their division is definitely not looking as strong as it has done in previous years. Um, but yeah, I've, I am taking the Vikings. I just think they've got a really good team. And, and to be honest, I say really good. I mean sort of average. But for the NFC, standards have been lowered so much to the point that average now means really good. Um, and yeah, so I just like you wouldn't have put the Vikings really in that conversation at the top of the NFC at the start of the season, mainly just because of Kirk Cousins, to be honest, like he's okay, but he's you, you don't picture him in an NFC title game. Um, but yeah, they're right there with the Giants, you know, with the Eagles. It's uh gonna be an interesting playoff race for sure. With every um, week they pull away from the Packers as well, don't they? They're, they're yeah. a few games clear now, and I mean we're halfway through the season. It's not like we're 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 nowhere near the end now. It's already sort of getting to that point where these gaps matter, and I don't know. There are a couple more wins and a couple more losses for the Packers, and it's gonna be very hard for Green Bay to catch them. Yeah, you almost feel like the Vikings are just sort of desperately trying to build a lead before the Packers figure everything yeah. out. Yeah, and, and if they get to you know. Uh, seven. I mean, five, five game, five to seven game lead yeah. over them. You imagine that's just too big that for them to catch up, and then you could pretty much give them the AFC North. So, uh, I, I, I love to see them win it, and uh, they're looking like they might have just, might just be doing enough to uh, hang on. Yeah, so well, they're two games clear now, and I think they beat the Packers in week one, didn't they? So they've already got the tiebreaker over them. So, yeah. I don't know, it's looking pretty good. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the Monday night football game, it's AFC North matchup: Bengals at the Browns. Um, I mean, neither of these teams have looked really convincing to me so far. Obviously, the Bengals had a very good performance last week, but at the same time, you know how much can you really take from win over the Falcons? Admittedly, a very good team, but. <laughs> The Falcons are another one of those teams where it's like they they can go and upset the night and get battered by the Bengals the next week. Um, I have taken the Bengals in this one just because I think they have got more going for them at the moment. I, I, something, I mean, you know, something that's going on with the Browns that uh, I don't quite understand. Maybe it's karma. Maybe it's something else. Um, but yeah, the Bengals... This is the thing, it's like, because they've been playing a Falcons team who can't really play from behind, but they're all right playing from in front. And as soon as the Bengals got in front and just ran away with it, then they were good. And I feel like the Browns are a pretty similar team in that aspect. And uh, I think it's probably going to be a similar situation for the Bengals here. They're just going to run away with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I mean, you, you said you weren't convinced by the Bengals, but I'm I am sort of convinced by them. I I I really like I know it's only the Falcons, but I think they just 
absolutely smoked him. And I think that's what you want to see from a good team is just blowing these teams away. Um, so I, I think they're, as I mentioned the power ranking show earlier, but I think they're the team that's sort of best place of the rest. I think the top three are pretty much clear. And then everyone else behind them is a bit of a, a muddle. But for me, the Bengals are the team that could really, over that second half of the season, really sort of move up and sort of challenge those three. Um Oh, to me, yeah, it feels like they're just getting it right. They found a way to get the ball out a bit quicker, and I mean that offensive line. I, I still don't think it's great, but I think it's doing a, li- a little bit better than it did early on. And I think they've found a way to work around it on top of that. And yeah, I, I really like the Bengals. I'm sort of, I'm, yeah, I'm quite. I, I, I feel like I'm just getting in ahead of uh, them being good, to be honest. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident in the Bengals going forward the rest of the season. I'm, I feel like I'm going to be backing them most weeks. Uh, yeah, I just really like that team. I yeah, I'm still not convinced. I do I do like the Bengals. I just um, I, they haven't convinced me at all this season. I like the, all their wins have come against bad teams, and every time they've played someone decent, they've been handily beaten. Luckily, their schedule for the next few weeks, at least, is pretty kind. Um, and I think the Browns are one of those teams that they are going to put away relatively easy. And this thing, it does seem kind of harsh from to say they're going to put the Browns uh, away relatively easily and then say they're not really a good team. Because, um, I mean, that's an achievement doing that against anyone in the NFL. But at the same time, I just, I just don't trust them. And as long as there are 10 teams who I believe are better than them and would beat them um, in the, you know, over a series of games, I just don't, I can't, I can't put them in. And uh, for me, you know, the Titans, Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, all deserve to be ahead of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird because they're, they're four of the teams that are really not that high on. It's uh, it's strange, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, for, yeah, I really like the Bengals. But yeah, I, I totally get why you wouldn't be convinced of them. I just, yeah, just. I really believe in them, and uh, yeah, I think they'll get it right. But yeah, yeah. I think, I I think mean, we can all agree we're rooting against the Browns here, can't we? Oh yeah, absolutely. We, you know, hopefully the Browns go two and fourteen. Yeah, so fifteen. Nice. Uh, still got, still got to get used to the number of games. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is always nice to see the chase deep ball, and especially will be against the Browns here. Uh, hopefully, nice high score for the Bengals on this one. Uh, Niners at the Rams next. I I think I've taken the Niners on this one. Um, again, it's one of those sort of not really sure. Obviously, the Niners did kind of battle them in the previous game, which uh, led to our disastrous power rankings that week. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I I do think it's one of those you know rock meet scissors, and rock tends to win for San Francisco. Yeah, I, I think just. It's just so weird, but I think Shanahan just sort of has McFay's number, doesn't it? I think it just happens sometimes. Um, just weird situations, but yeah, I think I think the 49ers are just just a good matchup for the Rams, or well, a bad matchup for the Rams, a good matchup for them. I think they just match up really well with them, and yeah, I think McCaffrey will look well, he looked pretty good first week, I thought, but um, I think he'll look better and better with every week that goes by, and the Rams are just a bit uninspiring, really, aren't they? They're just nothing quite clicking. Um, the Cooper Cup still looks decent enough, but it doesn't really seem to be leading to much. It's all sort of a bit not empty because he's still doing well, but they're not. It's not really doing much for them. And I don't think the running back situation is helping. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if what's the deadline Tuesday, Wednesday? Um, can't remember which one it is now, but um, it's that early next week anyway. And it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they, I'd be well, I would be surprised if they don't add a running back in that time. Maybe Kareem Hunt, maybe someone like that. Um, I think James Robinson would have been a good player for them, but uh, yeah, I, I think the 49 just sort of have their number a little one. Yeah, I've got the 49ers here as well. Yeah, especially for a Rams team where McVeigh likes to do everything through the run game, you really need that quality running back play, and they're not just not getting it at the moment. Even with a guy like Cooper Cup, is uh, yeah. When you're when you're struggling to find your identity, um, that's always going to be tough. And especially for a team, you know, that should be relatively established in terms of their players, their coaching. You'd think they would be set by now, um, in terms of who they are. 
but when you just it's it's just one of those things that all it takes is you know a couple of running backs to not be on form, and all of a sudden you're struggling. Yeah, it's weird because yeah, there wasn't much turnover there really, was there? I know a few players come and go, but that always happens. But yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's, it, it's strange to see him drop off so much from last year. On to the commanders at the Colts. Um, what would be a Carson Wentz revenge game, unfortunately, um, has been denied for us. I, I was really looking forward to this one. I'm sure you were too, Dave. Oh, of course, couldn't wait. <laughs> I've had it. I've had it. Uh, in my diary from the moment the schedule was released, the, the Carson Wentz re- revenge game. It's the one you always look for. It's uh, Carson Wentz versus the Eagles and the Colts. Oh, for cool. sure. I, I think I speak for everyone when I say that Like, I really hope Sky changed their mind and put this game on because uh, I need to be watching the whole thing. Yeah, I, instead instead we've got Tyler, uh, Taylor Heineke. Oh. Just about get his name right. Um I mean, it's pretty uninspiring, this, isn't it? Um, I mean, that was my main yeah. <laughs> sort of talking point going into it. It was like, oh, it's Carson Wentz is playing his old team. Um, and now he's not. And now it's Taylor Heineke and Sam Elling. One guy who we sort of know a bit about, um, but he was not particularly inspiring. And then another guy who we don't really know anything about, um, unless, I guess... If you're a big fan of college football, you've probably seen this guy play quite a bit. Um, Dave, what's your knowledge of Sam Ellinger like? I think he's a decent player. I think this is um, a bit early for him to be starting. Um, I mean, I think he's one of those players that ideally would have sat for a while and a chance. But I mean, we've seen it before where players get thrown in and they come good. Um, I mean, he was all right at Texas and we did pretty well but it's a sixth round pick you know it's not there's a reason it's a sixth round pick but I'm so like Matt Ryan has been I, I expected uh it to be pretty decent this season not I think some people are a bit high on him but I thought we'd be more than solid um and probably lead the Colts to the division because I mean they did all right last year with Wentz didn't they and that was with Wentz barely doing anything and sort of costing them games at times so to me it just seemed like any sort of solid quarterback and They'd be there or thereabouts, but they have just looked terrible. And I mean, Matt Ryan, it's it's just the end of him. I, I can't really see. I don't really see where he goes from here. Um, it's already been announced that Ellinger's going to start for the rest of the season, and Matt, even if uh, Matt Ryan's healthy, and I know that can change, but that's not a good sign, is it, when the the coach does that? But yeah, um, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's always interesting to see a rookie quarterback, but. I think it'd be more interesting in terms of might just watch the highlights and what we see on Red Zone rather than <laughs> tuning in to really delve into this one. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping this uh, Sam Ellinger guy works out. I've just spent $150 of my waiver budget on uh, 150 out of $200 on him. It wasn't It wasn't uh, the biggest amount. I can tell you that. There was bigger. There was well, 170 out there. So I, sorry, I saw him go for 189 <laughs> in a single quarterback league. Jesus. And I, I don't know what was happening there. That's a bit much. That's the thing is, yeah, well, like Jimmy Garoppolo was on waivers. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is necessarily going to be that much better than, but spend that much. The only thing I'd say is if Sam Ingers turns out to be the guy for the next 10 years, which is kind of what I'm bagging on because um, spending that kind of money on him in a dynasty league with a team that is probably not going to be challenging for the playoffs or anything. Um, I was, I I did spend that much thinking, okay, maybe he's the guy for the next 10 years. And this is the start of it. Um, I mean, it'd be brilliant if he was, but uh, yeah, it's uh, quite, quite very, very much an unknown as, as it is with most rookies to be fair. I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence. He's, he was supposedly the sure thing coming out of Clemson and uh, he's really struggling. Yeah, it's it's not the most exciting game in the world, but yeah, I, I think I've picked uh, Washington here. But again, one of them, if if I don't get it right, I don't really care. I'm not gonna lose sleep thinking about this one too much. Yeah, I think I've taken the Colts here just because they're at home, pretty much. It's essentially just yeah. that one. Yeah, it's um, just one of those games, isn't it? Just ignore. Yeah, speaking of Trevor Lawrence struggling, um, Jags are coming to London once again this week, uh, hosting the Broncos. Hopefully, uh, Russell Wilson's got his warm up from the uh, playing <laughs> aisle 
sort of Sid and he's feeling nice and warm, ready to go. And we'll see him back at form on Sunday. I mean, he said that there was something about him not wanting to waste time in the bathroom and he only shits twice a week or something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just very Russell Wilson, isn't it? Um, I just, it, I say with every week that goes by, he just gets more and more bizarre. He is one of the strangest people in the world. Um, but uh, this isn't a great game for London again, is it? Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, this is this is a bit rough, this one. And the Jags looked good early in the season, didn't they? I thought for about four weeks, they were off, I was sort of hopeful that they were going to sort of be all right, um, but they are, ooh, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've not looked good, have they, the last few weeks? They've um, shown some some pretty good, uh, I, I guess, spells. I mean, if you call yeah. two, winning two games a spell. Um, but yeah, it's... I, I, the only thing, the only thing that I'm quite happy about was these two games. The teams coming here is that uh, managed to get a, a discount tickets with Club Wembley. So uh, that's uh, <laughs> like the only thing. Yeah. Like you know, it should it should be quite a nice experience. Um, and hey, you never know. Maybe Russell Wilson turns up, and all of a sudden this is an amazing game that goes to over time. Yeah, one um, of the, one of the best games I ever saw in London was. I can't think of the Bills were playing. I've even been the Jags, but it was like. EJ Manuel versus uh, like Blake Bortles or something, but there was just like mm. tons of turnovers, tons of like mistakes and you know fumbles and kick returns. It was just a bit of a weird game, and hopefully we can get a game like that. Just something bizarre happening because I mean any sort of returns pretty fun. So, like a pick six is great, isn't it? When you're there and yeah, but I don't think it's going to be great quality, is it? And they got Russell Wilson back this week, so I mean maybe he can be better um maybe they can, he can be sort of what the broncos are hoping for but I mean, he's looked pretty awful so far um yeah this is just a rough game and i mean anytime we get football over here it's good and i know you should be grateful for it and that but i mean this is this is bad <laughs> this is uh this is really bad um yeah I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for you that it's a, a good game if you're going to be there on Sunday. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I'm bringing a mate who doesn't really watch um, the NFL as well. So, I'm hoping it's a decent game just to sort of uh, keep him entertained as well. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I also, I just really hope that Russell Wilson um, gets back to form, not only because he's just an incredible player to watch when he's in form, but also he's like, I love his personality. I know a lot of people like he obviously gets made fun of quite a lot, but is incredibly fresh and entertaining to watch a guy like that who is just he, he's one of a kind to be fair. And uh, I I want to see him in the league for as long as possible, and you know for his play as well because he is a brilliant player when he's on form. Yeah, it's. I mean, and I mean for people that make a podcast, he's quite uh, quite good for content, isn't he? Really. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, he's never going to not be a talking point. Yeah, players like him are, are quite handy when you need to feel sort of forty to forty minutes to an hour every week. On, uh, well, more than that, we've got three shows. Forty to a minute, forty to an hour, uh, forty minutes to an hour. If I can even speak, um, three times a week. Players like Russell Wilson really help out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on to the Raiders at the Saints here. Um, the Raiders. They've, I, I've, I mean, I've had enough of a go at them to be honest at this point. Um, <laughs> they're both teams with two wins. Um, neither looking particularly inspiring, despite all the talent on both teams. To be honest, um, Andy Dalton has been. It looks like he's getting the start again. I mean, it's got to be a benching at this point for Winston. It's, it's like it's a benching, but they technically haven't said it yet. Was like that there, so you cut out. I think. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, they basically benched Wilson. Uh, not Winston. Wilson, sorry, James Winston. Um, but they haven't officially said that they've benched him. Okay, cool. Sorry, yeah, cut out like the end bit. I didn't hear what you said. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, they said. Um, basically, I think I think they essentially said that they consider James Winston healthy now, but they're still sticking with Dalton. But. Uh, for, for, it's um, 
Yeah, I don't think it'll be long until we see Winston again. I know um, Dalton did all right last week, but he still wasn't great. Um, he had like what three interceptions or something like that, and yeah, he wasn't he wasn't particularly good. So I don't think it'll be long until we see him switch. But I think. Yeah, I think I think the are just a bit lost this season. Um, but for me, the Raiders are a team that probably looks a bit better than what their record would suggest. But I think they've sort of been unlucky in a couple of games that maybe they could have won on another day and could easily be at sort of three or four wins here and things that better. And I, yeah, I just I just think the Raiders probably go in and get a win. So I don't really trust the Saints right now. Um, I'm sick of seeing Taysom Hill. I'm sick of seeing Andy Dalton really. Um, I mean, I like Chris Olave. Um, he's pretty fun, but yeah, this Saints team just isn't particularly fun to watch at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they, this is the thing because like, they've got plenty of talented players on that team, um, but it's just it, it, it's just not very exciting. And they can put in decent performances, you know. But obviously, you lost the Cardinals. That's never never a good one. And this is the thing is like I've, I keep backing them when they play at home because I just think the Superdome. Um, will do the job for them, and I believe I've I've backed them again. Um, you know, just if you keep believing in the Superdome, then it will come back at some point. I guess I don't know. Um, like yeah, the Bermuda Triangle, uh, as they call it, because everyone goes down there and gets lost. I, I think the actual stadium itself might be lost at this point. Um, unfortunately for the Saints, but I am I'm still backing them. Uh, illogically, but you know, we'll go for it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, I think it's one of them games where it's not worth spending too much time worrying about, is it? Because it's uh, not great. But um, yeah, I- I'm picking the Raiders, but I don't feel confident in it. <laughs> um, got Steelers at the Eagles next year. I mean, this should be pretty much a steamroll. To be honest, I, I think you know you might as well just go out on the street and watch some guys doing roadworks because uh, it's going to be a pretty similar view to this game. I, the Eagles are just going to run all over them, surely, right? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, yeah, you keep, you keep thinking, oh, the Steelers' defense can keep them in it, but I mean, even that's not very good this year, is it? Um, I mean, Trubisky wasn't great, but I mean, Pickett doesn't look particularly good either, does he? Um, yeah, I don't really see how the Steelers win this. And again, a bit it feels a bit like that Bills Packers game where the only way the Steelers can really win this is if some weird stuff happens and maybe see Hurts go back to that sort of player that he looked like um, last year and sort of a couple of years ago where he sort of could put, throw a pick or two when uh, there was pressure on and maybe sort of make some mistakes, but. Yeah, I don't really see him needing to do needing him to do that much. So yeah, I, I just yeah, I can't really see the Steelers winning this one. It's a, a bit of a dead game, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I'm t- obviously taking the Eagles on this one. Yeah. Um, Dolphins at the Lions you've got next. Um, it's it's one of those. You, I guess you don't really know what Lions team is going to turn up, but I think we sort of know what to expect from the Dolphins. On the other hand. Um, very good team offensively, pretty scrappy team defensively. That you know, they're definitely uh, keeping them in some games when they need to. I mean, obviously they didn't, they didn't necessarily do that against the Ravens, but uh, they they're putting up the effort at places. Um, I mean, to to, to a, surely he's going to lead them to another victory here, right? Yeah, I, I think so. To me, the Lions look a team ready to just really collapse. Um, I think it's only so long you can get by on just sort of playing hard and, you know, Dan Campbell's sort of rah-rah speeches at the start and all of that sort of style of things. And I think the last couple of games, they haven't looked very good. Um, I mean, even even early on, they were looking all right early on, but they're still one and five. They're not, it's not that they've just been unlucky. They're just not a great team and, yeah, I think I think we could see a huge game from this uh, Miami offense. To be honest, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean Hill and Model. There was worries that they wouldn't both get their get their yards and stuff, but I mean Hill's got seven seven three, I think it is already, and Waddle's over six hundred. I'm sure he is. So 
it's not bad for two players that might struggle to play together, really, is it? Um, yeah, th- this should be an easy Dolphins win, I think. Say, so. I think the Lions are just a team that's ready to like, pack it all in, and I mean, maybe they'll trade a player or two away before the deadline. But I'm not sure there's that many players they've got that teams will trade for. To be honest, um, yeah, this is this is a bad team, and maybe this is Jared Goff's last season there if uh, they're picking high enough because there's some quarterbacks out there. That they'll definitely be interested in. Yeah, it is a shame because I think, you know, you do, it is very hard not to buy into the hard knocks hype at the beginning of the season. Um, it is very interesting, Dolphins offense, having two of those players in Hill and Model who are so similar. Um, but, it, you know, clearly it works. And if you, I mean, I guess it, I guess it did work for the Chiefs. And I, I guess if you look at, Hardman and Demarcus Robinson when they were on that team. Um, obviously, Hardman still is. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of just s- small speed guys, it can work. It definitely, and you know, Dolphins once again showing it doesn't just work for the Chiefs. Um, yeah. On to the Bears at the Cowboys next. Um, Bears put up a decent performance uh, last weekend. Don't remember it, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I mean, so Justin Fields. I guess he's starting to look a bit better, is he? I, I I think he has. Um, I think even when they weren't playing great, I think he's shown enough flashes that if you're a Bears fan, you could be co- like not confident, but you know, you could still keep the faith. I guess. Um, I mean, they're just like we said. We said before the season, they're just not giving him anyone to throw to. There's no. He's just playing for some absolute bum wide receivers. I mean, Darnell Mooney's decent, but he's got like less than 300 yards this year. The next best is St. Brown. He's, he's at like 150 or something like that. It's, and I know some of that is on the quarterback as well. I, don't get me wrong. I know that that is the case, but I mean, he's got nothing to work with. But I mean, they're a really good rushing side. I think Fields is part of that as well. I think Herbert and Montgomery are both. So I think I think Montgomery can be maybe a little underrated at times, um, but he's he's a good solid running back, and I think Herbert's a really good number two uh, sort of change of pace guy. Um, and with Fields there as well, he's definitely I think he showed last week that he's got a bit more of a rushing threat than he's maybe shown so far. Um, yeah, I, I think the Bears can be all right. I mean, I'm not getting carried away with him. I don't think they're going to be great or anything, but so I'm, I'm a fan of Fields, and I, I hope he can. Hoping to do something. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing is that I've I've compared Fields to Jones, Daniel Jones, quite a bit already this season. Um, and you know, if you wait until you get the right coach in Bears fans, then you know, I'm sure you'll see the rewards be reaped as we are currently seeing with Daniel Jones. But yeah, it is very frustrating to see those flashes of talent, and also, you know what is in general pretty poor performances so I, I definitely can empathise with them there yeah. um, on to the Panthers at the Falcons um, uh, I mean it should be an interesting game I'm not really sure what to expect from either of these two I don't know about you though yeah. I mean this fits into the uh, Colts commanders category for me where yeah I don't, I don't really need to see a lot of this game um, if this one passes me by I'm sort of fine with that uh, it's oh, the Panthers. I don't, I don't really know what they are anymore. Um, I mean, Walker looked all right to be fair. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he looks a lot more ordinary this week again. You know, I think he's shown flashes before and shown some really bad stuff in between as well. Yeah, I, I think the Falcons are just a better team. Um, but even them, like, it's so bizarre the way they're using. They're two absolute sort of stud players on offense. They're just, well, I say using them, they're not using them. That's the problem, isn't it? And uh, yeah, I mean, terrible drafting. The way it's gone, absolutely terrible drafting. Taking a player like Pitts at, what was it, four he went in the end when there's a good group of quarterbacks that year. Then they've taken London last year, who again, I think it's not about the individual player, but it's just more about the situation the Falcons are in. There's they had the opportunity to take players that are probably more important to them and they've just passed up on it for I mean the corpse of Matt Ryan and uh whatever we're calling Marcus Mariota now. Um 
but yeah, I think they'll have too much for the Bears probably. But yeah, it's just it's a really weird situation there. And I don't know if it's just a coaching thing. I don't know if it's what it is. I don't know if it's just that Mariota's that sort of quarterback that is gonna maybe hurt wide receivers a little bit where he's just not a particularly great thrower. Um, well, in my opinion, I don't think he's great. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I have a bit more faith in the Falcons, but I don't um I don't love this one. <laughs> yeah, I it's definitely I mean obviously the Falcons were one of those teams where they were in on Deshaun Watson and just didn't win the trades battle basically. Um and again you, you can't you can't you know forgive teams who was still willing to make the trade, just uh, not as eager as the Rams were. But, um, yeah, it's a, it is a very strange team to to build this team as a run team. Obviously, you've got Marcus Mariota at quarterback, so in that respect, it doesn't make sense. But to have to ignore Kyle Pitts and Drake London is pretty, it's pretty insane, to be honest. Yeah. It's like oh, obviously they pass on quarterbacks in the draft, but um, yeah, I I don't know. It's they're just a weird team. That obviously, we mentioned beating the Forty Niners, getting battered by the Bengals. It's a, I I have no idea what to expect from them, as with the Panthers who have just smashed up the bucket, but you know have looked pretty incapable of any offense before that all season. So. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe Christian McCaffrey was a problem. Um, yeah. So, right. moving on to the final game of Week 8, week eight preview. The Titans at the Texans. It's a very exciting one, we would say, for last year. Um, I mean, Derek Henry is surely just going to flatter them. and flat, Sorry, flatter, not flatter. Um, although, you know, maybe he'll flatter the Titans coaching, who knows. Um, but but yeah, I think I think the Titans are going to win this one relatively easily. Um, Texans unfortunately haven't showed much. We were hoping for a bit. They they kind they kind of pushed the Colts in Week One, and that is pretty much been it. And apart from that one weird game against the Jags, um, where obviously they won. It's, they're just a very strange team. Um, but they're not as strange as most of the league. Who you can't tell whether they're going to win or lose each week. The Texans, you probably know they're going to lose, and if they do win, it's a miracle. Um, but at the same time, you, you don't you don't know where to pick those wins either. You'd, they could be coming from anywhere. Yeah, they're just not very good, are they? <laughs> there's, there's there's not too much analysis to do with the Texans. They're just not a very good football team. Um, yeah, the Titans should be able to to win this one. Pretty easily said. It's not. It's not like I feel like the Titans are some absolute like juggernaut or anything. But I mean, they should be more than good enough to to uh, beat this Texans team that just yeah, hasn't really shown a lot, have they? Um, yeah, but, I mean, the Titans haven't been great this year themselves, but they're four and two and keep getting those wins. But um, yeah, I think it's been more on the defense. Really, I think the defense has been pretty good and. And the offense has struggled a little bit. Um, I mean, uh, Tannehill come out, didn't he, for a little bit? We saw a little bit of Malik Willis, and I do wonder if there'll be a point where they do switch. But yeah, I, I don't really see it while they've got a winning record. But um, yeah, as long as they've got Henry in there, they've always got a chance of winning uh, some big games, haven't they? And yeah, th- this, this one should be an easy one for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mentioned earlier that uh, I've got the Titans at 10 in my power rankings, personally. Um, and yeah, I, that's a bit like, Tannehill will keep the job for as long as, you know, they're winning. And I don't see him losing it this season. Um, but it would definitely be exciting to see Mil- Malik Willis get the job, you know, from the flashes we've seen of him. Um, but and yeah, I think relatively sort of solid season for the Titans. In a league where no team is really reliable and it's all quite up in the air and actually quite exciting, um, the Titans seem to be one of the steadier teams. Um, apart from that, lost the Giants, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, 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 confidence in the Titans. 
um, unlike the Bengals, and that's why yeah. they're just they, they're, uh, edging them out of this, my top ten for the power rankings. I was very close to putting the Bengals in the ten, um, but the Titans were that team that just edged them out for. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think they're they're a solid team, aren't they? I don't think they're. I don't think anyone really yeah, picking them to not... win as well, but yeah, I mean this like. Uh, Derek Henry is obviously the most exciting thing about the Titans each year, um, and you know it's still he it, it it's still fun to watch, but he doesn't seem to be making it quite as many of those highlight plays that we all love from him. Um, hopefully, he gets back to like because that's the thing he's he's getting all the yards. He's getting like it, it seems harsh to say he's not back to the proper Derek Henry yet, but at the same time, he's you you do look out for those stiff arms where he just throws a guy across the field. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see a few more of those plays this season. Yeah, for sure. So he's, um, well, it is a worry that maybe he's hitting that sort of wall, I guess. Um, he's not, not any young, not getting any younger. And, uh, his sort of style is, um, definitely an issue, but, um, yeah, maybe he's, um, Maybe, yeah. I think I think they're a decent team. Um, I'm just seeing some uh, breaking news that we might as well chat about. Um, Adam Schefter's reporting that Jamar Chase is dealing with hip injuries, going to be out for four to six weeks. Oh um, wow! That's probably more interesting than some of the games we're uh, we've covered tonight. <laughs> um, I mean that's that's big news for the Bengals, isn't it? But um, I, I still think that team can be pretty good even without him. They've got some good wide receivers there. It's not like um, Higgins and Boyd aren't still probably one of the better one-twos in the league. I'm not saying the best, but, you know, they're, they're sort of better than average, aren't they, I think, as a one-two. And I mean, as long as they can get through them games when he, till he gets back, then uh, I don't think it's the end of the world. But, yeah, that's a, that's a big loss for for them. And maybe it's a difference between them winning the division and just being a wild card. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had them out of my top 10 power kings before this. Um, I think everyone's going to be joining me after the, after this injury. Um, yeah. he, he, he is so vital to that offense. Um, obviously Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, T Higgins, they've got plenty of other guys. He, he is another level. He's on that level with Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup for the absolute elite tier of wide receiver in, in the league. Yeah, he, he's incredible, and yeah, that's it's always a shame to see any player like this uh, go down with injury. So yeah, he's definitely one that yeah, definitely a loss. Up to red zone on a Sunday when it's some of the plays he makes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a highlight reel of late. So yeah, this is um, yeah, it's a real shame. But uh, yeah, hopefully, it's, hopefully it's nothing too long term. Such a shame. Um, I mean, yeah, because I do absolutely love watching him. But um, yeah, but, I mean, hopefully the Bengals can still get the win against the Browns. Um, that pick might be in up in the air as a as a result of that injury. I'm, I'm still um, picking the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'll have to have a think about it. But for now, um, any passing words, Dave? Um, I mean, another bit of news I just seen randomly pop up on Twitter just before we go. Ipswich Town have announced a partnership with um, Tom Brady's brand TB12. So it's all happening. Um, what? Yeah, just it randomly just retweeted by TB12 on there. Yeah. Okay. So Tom Brady and Ipswich, the uh, the partnership everyone everyone's needed. Um. But yeah, I mean, I guess that that could be a part of words. Maybe just something. About... I mean, he, he does. He does seem to like kissing his son, but I didn't think he was uh, <laughs> on the way of moving to Ipswich levels. Uh, so that is a surprise one. <laughs> I think ways to end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, we'll leave you. Um, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in a bit.